0: if you're the kind of person who wants to keep your job while you keep you know building your business the things i'm going to share with you in this episode will help you figure out how you can do that so that you don't find yourself in the worst case scenario which is that your job is suffering and your business is suffering and that's because your attention is split your time is split your commitment is split and what this is going to do is is going to bring upon you a lot of physical pressure you'll be under a lot of stress You'll be under a lot of emotional stress and many times you'll be under a lot of financial stress right because most of the money you're earning from your job you're sacrificing it and investing it in a business that needs your time and attention and because you're not giving it that time and attention the investments you're making the sacrifices you're making in that business may not be coming through so this is really something you need to understand how to juggle If not, you may end up losing out on both sides, on both sides. So my goal with this episode is to help, is to help show you how you can win on the two sides, on your day job and on your side business. Every big thing starts small. It's a natural law. Every big multinational corporation was once a small business. Welcome to the Small Starter Business Podcast, a unique podcast for practical tips and advice to help you start, grow, or turn around your business. Hello and welcome to the Small Starter Business Podcast. I am your host, as usual, John Paul Iwoha. Today's episode is about an interesting question I addressed from one of my clients during the week, and um, it's quite interesting because as I understand it many of the people who listen to the to the podcast are people who are trying to build businesses uh, it's very likely you're trying to start a business or you've already started a business and you're trying and you're trying to grow it but there is this segment of the audience that's still in employment they are still in paid employment right and they're trying to start a business on the side now for some of these people the plan is to grow the side business until it provides enough income to replace their full-time job at which time they quit their full-time job and then face the business full-time but there's also this sub-segment of the audience that you know wants to eat their cake and have it and there is nothing uh, wrong with that they want to keep their job and run the business on the side right so i had a conversation with a client who falls into this category he loves his job he loves his day job And then he's building a very successful business so he actually he works in the oil and gas industry he works in the energy industry and then he has a business in the retail space so he has a chain of retail stores and the business is doing very well right so there are people who have the best of the two worlds where they want to remain accomplished in their jobs in their professional jobs and they also want to be accomplished at all as entrepreneurs you know so if you are if you are this kind of person if you belong to this special group of people who want to actualize their professional goals in a job while also actualizing their goals in business then you're really going to benefit a lot from the things i'm going to say in this episode now i admire these people because for some of them they are lawyers doctors engineers some of them are in very professional fields this client of mine is a specialist in supply chain management and logistics, and he's risen quite well through the ranks. He's a very valued member of his team at at his office, right? So he supports most of the supply chain needs of their company within Africa, within the Europe, Middle East and, um, and Africa space and also does work sometimes depending on where goods are in, say, Hong Kong, Singapore or even the US. So it's a very important job and he's rising quite well on that job. But on the other side, he has a different life as an entrepreneur where he's trying to build this retail chain. You know, he started from one location, now he's expanded to two. And, you know, after that, he's also going to keep expanding. So the the thing is, for these special people, it's like they're, they're trying to juggle two very important balls. On one side, there is a job that they like that pays the bills. On the other side, they want to accomplish their entrepreneurial desires, and their passions. So the biggest challenge for this group of people is the competing demands on their time. So they have to be at a nine-to-five job. And even while they are at that job, there is a business that also needs their time. And the unfortunate thing that often happens to people in this category is that sometimes their job and the business will suffer. So at their job, they are going to... These kinds of people would have... Uh, their colleagues will start to notice that they're dropping that they're dropping the ball at at the office. They are no longer as committed. They are not meeting their deadlines. They are not you know coming through with their deliverables, right? And also on the other side, the business is suffering. So that is the downside of uh, this group of people who want to have their cake and eat it, right? They want to keep their job and they also want to keep their business. So the goal of this episode is to help you succeed at doing that if you're the kind of person who wants to keep your job while you keep you know building your business the things i'm going to share with you in this episode will help you figure out how you can do that so that you don't find yourself in the worst case scenario which is that your job is suffering and your business is suffering and that's because your attention is split your time is split your commitment is split And what this is going to do is it's going to bring upon you a lot of physical pressure. You'll be under a lot of stress. You'll be under a lot of emotional stress. And many times you'll be under a lot of financial stress, right? Because most of the money you're earning from your job, you're sacrificing it and investing it in a business that needs your time and attention. And because you're not giving it that time and attention, the investments you're making, the sacrifices you're making in that business may not be coming through. So this is really something you need to Understand how to juggle if not, you may end up losing out on both sides on both sides. so my goal with this episode is to help is to help show you how you can win on the two sides on your day job and on your side business right so but to to really understand what it takes to succeed when it comes to keeping your job and running a business at the same time. You need to understand the difference, and this is very important. I need you to pay close attention to this. You need to understand the difference between the two kinds of activities that will be vying for your time and attention when it comes to working at your job and running a business. It's all about your time and attention, but when it comes to your time and attention, there are two kinds of activities that would fight for a share of your time and attention. And the first type of activity is strategic activities. The second type is operational activities. Now, let me explain what I mean by these two types, because if you don't get the difference, you will end up working so hard, laboring so hard, making sacrifices, making investments. But you might end up having a situation where you're becoming a poor performer at your job. Your manager is getting frustrated with you. And then your business that you're, also, that you're actually doing all these things for is failing so you may end up losing on both sides. Now, the first kind of activity are strategic activities, right? Now, these are important activities that lead to major long-term advantages for your business. Some people, ca- some people are busy on the wrong things. Some people major in minor things, right? What strategic, what strategic activities are is they are those activities that are so important that if you give them the attention that they need, they can lead to dramatic, significant improvements and progress in your business. So I'll give you a couple of examples. One example of a strategic activity is business development, right? So when you're going out there and you're making deals with major customers, right? You're you're making deals with major customers. You're trying to broker deals with your banks to see if they can give you a credit line or give you a loan. You're trying to raise money. So you're having discussions with, with potential investors in your business You're reaching out to potential suppliers who can do business with you, such that you can get maybe the goods at a much reduced rate. You're trying to get, you're, you're trying to broker deals with distributors. You're trying to get your product into major distribution outlets. Now, these are key business development activities that once you strike it, once you get a single deal, it can make a lot of difference for your business. So, and these are the kinds of activities you should be focusing on for somebody who doesn't have all the time, for somebody who is splitting their time between a a job, a day job, and a business. You need to focus on strategic activities. Another example of strategic activities would be finding and hiring the right people for your key senior roles, right? So, who is going to be in charge of your sales? Who is going to be in charge of your operations? Like I would explain later in this episode, if you don't have the time like, you know, you're, you have a full-time job and you're trying to build a business. That means your time is divided. You will never have more than 24 hours in a day. So you need to optimize how you use your time and maximize the value you get out of your time. And a huge part of it depends on getting the right people to work with you. Because what it then means is that if you have the right people, if you have capable people, you don't have to do everything yourself. You can delegate it to these people. And they will do a good job so what that does is you have multiplied yourself when you get capable people to work for you you've multiplied yourself that is why finding those people and hiring those people is a strategic activity and if you do a good job at that what it means is that it will free you up to you know give the limited time that you have to your job and also the key parts of the business that you're involved in. Another, another example of strategic activity will be strategic planning. So you're making your plans for the year or for the next three years or for the next five years. That is an important event you have to be at because that will be the plan that would drive the future of your business. So, you need to get involved in strategic planning. And the reason why strategic planning is important is if you get it right, it can save you a lot of trouble, a lot of involvement down the road. Budgeting is also another important strategic activity where you're setting the budget for your company, how much can be spent, how much you expect to make and things like that. That's a very important strategic activity because it helps you to set your sights on the horizon and then more or less set the expectations for your company another example of a strategic activity is performance reviews so you can't just keep hiring people and giving them work you need to be able to review the performance from time to time did they meet the sales targets? did they meet the cost targets did they meet the targets for roi and other metrics other key performance indicators that you can set that is a key strategic activity because if you don't provide that feedback then you can't get the best out of your people you know so strategic and strategic activities are very important because they give you the most value for your time you know if you spend most of your time on strategic activities your business will take a significant leap and your your day job is going to enjoy the extra benefit of your time and attention because what strategic activities do is that they save you time in the long run because you make major moves and major decisions that, you know, save you all that time and attention, going over daily activities and fighting fires all the time. So that's it for strategic activities. The second kind of activity are operational activities. And unfortunately, this is the major kind of, this is the type of activity that burdens people who are trying to keep their job while they run a business. This is the kind of activity that stresses them out. This is the kind of activity that consumes a lot of their time and they find out that you don't even have enough time to pay attention to their job and give enough time to the business. So you need to pay attention to operational activities. And what exactly are they? They are the mundane day-to-day activities that require frequent attention. These things require frequent attention because they are day-to-day activities. Examples, running the office, office administration, just making sure that things are working at the office. Taking phone calls, responding to emails, attending to customer orders. These things are important, but they are mundane, right? If you put the right uh, things in place and you hire the right people, you know, you shouldn't be the one doing all these things. They are operational tasks, right? It's a waste of your time. It it doesn't optimize how you use your time. Another example would be like receiving supplies from suppliers, uh, taking inventory, delivering goods to your distributors, Right. Anybody can do that if you select the right people. But if you're the one who is doing it, then it's not a good use of your time. And you're going to end up stressed because you have limited time. And on top of that, you have to share that time between your day job and your side business. Uh, Or even getting involved with making the products like um, production and manufacturing activities. Yes, they are important, but they are mundane, right? If you put the right structure in place... You get the right people involved. You don't need to be the one making the product, right? These are mundane operational activities. And the problem, the big challenge with operational activities, are they make you look busy. Operational activities make you look busy. Every single time you're busy, you're hustling, you know, you're sweating. It looks like you're, like you're doing work. But at the end of the day, you have very little results to show for it, right? Because operational activities are linear in the kind of outputs they can give you right? The the more you work, the more you have to work. You see? So, that's how it works. But for strategic activities, you do work a few times and the results are major, like bam, right? So, you see the difference. And this is really what causes the problem for people who are overwhelmed and stressed out because they have a job that they need to pay attention to and they also have a business that needs their attention. So, you need to focus on the activities that will maximize your time because even though you have the same 24 hours like every other person, you have to split them in such a way that you can also live a, a normal life. So now that you understand the difference between these two kinds of activities, strategic activities and operational activities, let's talk about specific tips for juggling um, a job and, and a business. Now. The first tip I want to talk about is to prioritize, right? And when I say prioritize, I mean that if you have to do anything for your business, if you must do something by yourself, you need to focus on the priority activities. And I guess you already know what those priority activities are right now. They are your strategic activities. And I give you examples, Uh, business development, finding and hiring good talents, getting involved in planning, budgeting, performance, reviews and things like that. So if you're going to do anything in your business, just ask yourself, this thing I'm going to do, is it a strategic activity or is it just an operational activity, right? So if you are going to do any work, make sure you prioritize it. Because like I said, strategic activities maximize the output you can get per unit of time you invest in your business. The other thing is to focus on the 20% of activities. Really, that's what strategic activities are. If you are conversant with the Pareto Principle, the 80-20 principle. So what strategic activities are? They are the 20% of activities you can do in your business that will lead to 80% of the results or the outcomes that you're looking for. So you see how it is. It's highly leveraged activity. It's the 20%. It's the minority of all the work you have to do. I can imagine you have a full to-do list, a full library, you know, of a full diary, sorry, of activities you have to do. Strategic activities are the 20% of those activities that if you do and do it well, will yield 80% of the results you're looking for. So the first specific tip is to prioritize. If you have to do it yourself, if something is going to take your time and attention, ask yourself, is this a priority activity? Is it a strategic activity? The second tip is to delegate, right? If you are in a position where you have decided that you're going to keep your day job, either for fulfillment or for the benefits, financial and non-financial, that your job gives you, and you also want to run a business at the same time, it means that you have to find a way to multiply yourself, to multiply your capabilities. Why? You're a human being, and the last time I checked, every human being on earth only has 24 hours every day. So if you have so much to do, and you can't box it into 24 hours, even if you could, you're going to be very overwhelmed and stressed out. The only option you have is to find capable people, to hire capable people who will do the work for you. And sometimes these capable people don't have to be, yes, they can be employees, but they can also be a co-founder, right? One interesting approach I've seen to this is, I've seen situations where a business has two co-founders. One of the co-founders has kept his job or her job, That person is working full time. They are earning a salary and they are also committing some of that salary to fund the business. The second co-founder has resigned from their job or they were never really employed in the first instance. That co-founder is the person who is running the day-to-day activities of the business but the co-founder who is still at a job gets involved at the strategic level when strategic activities are required, whether decisions or things that need to get done. So that is one way you can combine it. If you have co-founders, somebody has to commit their time to the day-to-day. So operational activities are important. It's just that if you're going to divide your time between a job and a business, then it doesn't pay you to get involved too much in operational activities. So that is a a good combination that exists. You have a co-founder who is focused on the full-time operational activities of the the business. And you have another co-founder who has kept his job or her job, but only gets involved at the strategic level. Now, the second thing you need to put in place, if you want to properly delegate to people, because it's not just enough to hire capable people right? People who can do the job. You need to have the right structures in place. There needs to be a system in place so that you're not at the mercy of the people you hire. You Human beings are human beings and we can be unpredictable, right? You hire somebody and then the person is doing most of the work you should have been doing. And then they show up six months down the line and tell you that they have another job that they need to, they are are resigning or that they just had a baby and they they are are reordering their life's priorities and they want to resign. What that means is that somebody who has most of the knowledge, most of the know-how in your business is going to abandon you right there, right? And that's going to cause a lot of um, confusion for you. So you don't want human beings who monopolize information, monopolize know-how. You want the business to be a system so that you can easily hire people and replace other people and not be at the mercy of anybody. So creating systems in your business is a totally different Scope on its own, and i 'm hoping in future episodes I'll have the opportunity to to touch on that on that subject. so delegation is an important skill, like I said you only have twenty four hours in a day if you If you're going to make this work, one important way to make it happen is you have to learn how to delegate definitely and Of course, the third tip I want to give is to eliminate anything you know reduce avoid things that waste your time and don't don't add value it 's not just enough to be busy right. Your involvement, if you're going to give your time and attention to anything, it has to be worth it, right? So avoid things that may seem urgent, but they're unimportant. You know, sometimes things are urgent. I need to go for that meeting. You know, So is that meeting a strategic meeting or an operational meeting where people just come together and talk? And, you know, so you need to ask yourself these things. Something may be urgent, right? But is it important? If it's not important, then it's not your play. You either delegate it or you eliminate it. And some some things may be, they may not be urgent and they're not important, but you, they can just be distractions for you. And you just feel that, you know, by engaging in this thing, you're doing work. Meanwhile, it's not really going to affect the bottom line. It's not creating any any value at all. So at this point in the episode, let's, let's recap because we've covered quite some interesting points here. I started this episode with um, talking about the special people who decide to keep their job while they run a side business, right? You can eat your cake and have it. I've seen several people who do, who do this, right? It's not because they are superhuman, but they've just found themselves in, a, in an interesting position. They love their career. They are building a, they are good at their jobs. They're getting, they're getting promoted. They're getting paid well, right? You see? So it's, it's really helpful. They get fulfillment and accomplishment from their day job. But on the other side, they want to build the business. Sometimes it's as is that it, they need that business as a safety net, you know, as a plan B, because these days nobody's job is guaranteed. And especially the clients I'm talking about works in the energy industry, and we know every single time oil prices go up and down, the industry is always going through turmoil. So having that side business balances him and roots him, knowing that he has a plan B if anything ever happens. To his, to his job. And he's also enjoying the business because he started his business small, you know, in a small location. Now he's in a bigger location and he's now in two different locations and the business is growing faster and faster. So it's, he's, having, he's enjoying the best of both worlds. But the downside is he's starting to get overwhelmed, right? He's starting to get stressed because he's a human being and he's having people at work see that the quality of his work at work in his job is dropping, you know, and the business too is suffering. So we had this conversation as a way of looking at the options of how um, he can introduce systems, get the right people on board so that he can become the top performer. He's always been at his job and also have a business that that works works for him. And then I, I talked about the difference between strategic and operational activities. If you are going to make this work, you need to understand the difference between strategic and operational activities. Strategic activities are very important things that can lead to exponential results, right? Operational things just keep you busy, and they lead to linear results. The more you work, the more you have to work, right? And then I give specific tips about how you can make this work in your business. I talked about prioritizing. If you, are going to do, if you have to do anything by yourself, you need to prioritize. And if you're going to prioritize, you have to prioritize strategic activities over operational activities. So if you're going to get involved in anything, ask yourself, this meeting I'm going for, right? Is it a strategic meeting or is it an operational meeting? A strategic meeting will be a business development meeting where you're having a major conversation. You're having a discussion with a major distributor that if that meeting goes well and they decide to carry your products, that's a big win for your business. So it's a strategic meeting because the outcome of that meeting, if positive, can have significant effects on your business. But there are also other kinds of meetings, right, where you just go in and you're just putting out fires and you're just, you know, talking through the normal stuff. Or maybe it's a situation where you have to make deliveries to one of your distributors. That's an operational activity. Anybody can do it, right? So the goal is to maximize the use of your time. That's exactly what, what this is about. At this point, I would like to talk about the uh, sponsors for the Small Starter Business Podcast, which is Quesa. And Quesa is doing something very remarkable for businesses across the African continent. One of the biggest challenges that small businesses face across Africa is access to markets. So many times you have people who have great products, fantastic products, but they are limited by their local markets. What if you could export that product to the US or to Canada or to a country in Europe? What it's going to do for you is you're going to have access to a market of people who may perceive a higher value in your product? And they are more likely to pay more. And the added advantage is that you earn foreign currency for selling your products compared to selling um, within your, your own locality. Quesa also provides um, access to other markets within the African continent. So we're beginning to see people in Ghana trading with people in Kenya. We're seeing people in Cote d'Ivoire exporting things to Nigeria and South Africa. You know? So what this is doing is that it is going to revolutionize how we do business with ourselves. And I like to, I, I like to consider Quesa as the Alibaba, as the emerging Alibaba of the African continent. Remember what Alibaba did for China. You know, Alibaba puts Chinese small businesses on the map, right? Alibaba gave Chinese small businesses access to customers around the world. And that's exactly what Queza is doing. It is K-U-U-E-Z-A. K-U-U-E-Z-A. So if you have a product and you're interested in exploring markets outside of your country, head over to the App Store. If you use an Apple phone or an Android device, search for Queza Seller. Remember, Queza is K-U-U-E-Z-A, Queza Seller. And if you'd like to explore some of the products on the platform, uh, go into your app store and search for Queza User. Queza User. If you're ever asked how you found out about um, how you found out about the app, don't forget to mention the Small Starter Business Podcast or John Paul. And um, don't forget, when this thing, this is really going to be big, right? And I, I, I thank Maxwell and his team for really doing a great job to solve this very important problem that businesses have. So at this point in the episode, there are four things I need you to consider. The very first is to join the Insiders Program. The example that I used in this episode came from a conversation I had with one of my clients. And this is the most exciting thing I find about my work. Every single day, I have the unique opportunity to listen to different kinds of problems that entrepreneurs are going through. It could be in sales, it could be trying to raise money, it could be in strategy, it could be trying to enter a new market, all sorts of exciting problems. So, Problems really excite me, right? So that is one of the reasons why I created the Insiders Program. I can't attend to everybody. I have limited time on my hands. And that's why we created a community of entrepreneurs who are ambitious in the kind of businesses that they are building. We learn together, we support each other, There's an opportunity for networking. A lot of people within, uh, some people within the insiders community have been able to do business just because we share that space together. And then if you're at a point in your business where you need to make an important decision and you need guidance, it always helps to belong to a community of people who can support you. So to learn more about the insiders, check us out at smallstarter.com slash insiders. Again, it is smallstarter.com/slash insiders. The second thing I need to ask you for is to tell your friends about this podcast. The insights you're getting from this podcast, the knowledge, you know, the support you're getting is absolutely free, right? So if you're receiving freely, all I ask you is to forward this to your friends, to the smart people around you who you know will benefit greatly from the information and the knowledge we share on this podcast. Ask them to Google. To search for the small starter business podcast, it's going to come up there. They can subscribe on uh on on the podcast apps on whatever phone that you use. And if you've been listening to us for some time and you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the small starter business podcast. In fact, one tip is if you're using an Android device or even an Apple an iPhone, right? Go it. There there is always a podcast app. Just search for a podcast app, whichever one it is, whether it is Google Podcast or the podcast app or the Apple or the Apple phone. Just subscribe to the Small Starter Business Podcast. What that does is once an episode is live you get a notification. So that way you don't miss out on stuff when we release it. And if you find our stuff has enriched you and has helped you, leave us a review, leave us a five-star review. If you'd like to say thank you and give us a pat on the back, that would be a very nice way. You can do that at smallstarter.com slash review, smallstarter.com slash review. So again, I look forward to having you as one of our members in the insiders community. And I look forward to your questions, to your challenges, to your troubles, to your progress and until the very next episode, stay safe, be positive. Anything you're looking for may not come easy, but if you keep at it, you surely one day will get it. That is why at Small Starter, our motto is to dream big. The vision has to be big, it needs to astound you, it needs to intimidate you, but you need to believe in the vision. You dream big, but you start small. A big vision can intimidate you. And that's why many people have big ideas. They don't do anything about it because they think they need a lot of money. They need to have a lot of skill, a lot lot of knowledge. No, the benefit of starting small is that you just put one leg, you put one foot in front of the other. Every journey of a mile starts with a step, right? So even an elephant can be eaten. If you eat it one piece at a time. But if you look at the entire elephant, it will look impossible to eat. But if you give me that elephant one piece at a time, I can finish an elephant. It might take me three months, one year, ten years. But I can guarantee you that piece by piece, I will finish that elephant. Until the very next episode, I'll speak to you. Um, Of course, I look forward to discussing something that will really add value to your life in the very next episode. Take care of yourself. Peace out. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Small Starter Business Podcast. To take our free business courses or join one of our signature programs for special entrepreneurs like you, head over to smallstarter.com to join our private community. See you inside.